0: 42, Asha Sridhar. Recorded on the 3rd of October 2022. Hi, I'm Gary Brightman, and this is my periodic podcast called Vibrations. Established in 2018, Vibe is a book and music shop situated in Moiwo on Lantau Island in Hong Kong. So, what's been happening at the shop recently? We're just returning from a long break. May was our last podcast, the reason being that I've been concentrating on audiobooks production at Sound Studio 114, which is very time consuming. As a result, we have released our first produced audiobook and CD called Jewel of the Sorcerers, written and narrated by Patrick Dransfield, and launched at an event at Vibe on the 27th of August. The book is downloadable on some 50 plus platforms including Audible, Barnes & Noble, Hoopla and Google. I'm just finishing up the second book from Sound Studio 114, The Green Door, a children's book written and narrated by Stefan Gannon. On Saturday the 13th of August, Steve Bernstein performed his third and final gig at the shop before moving back to Tokyo. We wish him all the very best and know we'll see him from time to time. We had two separate talks from Adam Francis, the first being about his Snakes of Hong Kong field guide and the second about his Turtles of Hong Kong field guide. He's now working on his third field guide, The Lizards of Hong Kong, which will be out in about a year's time. In May, we celebrated our fourth anniversary with the Mutineers, playing live at Vibe for the third year in a row now. They smashed it as usual. And last weekend, four-piece harmonising classic R&R female band The Sirens came over from Llama Island and gave us a scorching gig. You can see all our Tiny Desk gigs and book talks on our Facebook channel Vibe Silvermine Bay or on our YouTube channel, Live at VibeHK. Subscribe soon to avoid missing the action. There's been some changes at Vibe. We gave away the stand-up classic piano and said hello to the Korg electric piano. This should give us much more range and flexibility for gigs. We unveiled our new DJ console, handcrafted by in-shop designer Steve Walsh. And finally, we opened our new phone box chill-out room, also designed and built by Steve Walsh. Customers can go in, chill, take photos and videos, and play CDs to enjoy a 1970s experience. Trade has been very quiet since February, and now we operate at a loss each month. But we'll keep going to serve you, the community. And so, to this week's interview with Lantau-based entrepreneur and good friend, Asha Sridhar. Asha in Sanskrit means hope. She moved to Hong Kong in 2006 with her family, husband Sridhar and daughter Meghna. They've enjoyed making Hong Kong their home, they love every facet of this wonderful city, the fast-paced life on one hand and the beautiful country parks, hiking trails and beaches on the other. They moved to Lantau Island in 2013 and made Chung their home. Last year, in November, they moved to the lovely little village of Tai Tai Tong in Moi Wo, so they could enjoy the serenity, beauty and slower pace of rural Hong Kong. They also wanted to indulge in their love for gardening and, happy to say, they have a beautiful terrace garden in their apartment. They have now hiked many of the Hong Kong and Lantau trails. Asha completed the 25 kilometer Green Power Hike on multiple occasions. Asha lives her life by the motto, Live in the present. The past is gone and cannot be changed and the future is yet to be made. She is known for her optimism, never-say-never attitude, and she also stands by her friends, no matter what. Professionally, she runs a consulting business named Active Communication. They specialise in organisational, leadership and talent development. Asher is a certified NLP trainer and master coach, aside from having certifications in executive coaching. You can find out more on their website at activecommunication.net. So, welcome to Vibe, Asha.
1: Thank you, Gary. I must tell you, this is one of my favourite places in all of Muiwal.
0: Good, thank you. I love
1: books and I just love the way you've organised this store.
0: Okay, so what is your favourite book or author?
1: There's too many to list, but let me take take a stab at it. Um, Children's Books, In It Blyton.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yes, like, okay. I agree. Yeah.
1: Um, and then, as I grew older, Agatha Christie yes. uh, was one of my favorites. I still love Agatha Christie.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, in the mystery crime genre, I like P.D. James.
0: Right. Yes. And
1: mm. um, off late, I have also been uh, reading a lot of uh, spy fiction. And there's this uh, writer called. Um, Daniel Silva yes and I quite enjoy his books I mean yes. they are a bit predictable now but I used to like them a lot uh, but some of my other favorite authors are all funnily enough British <laughs> <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> uh, Jane Austen yeah Robert Louis Stevenson oh
0: yeah yes do you have a favorite musical artist
1: my all my I love Indian music yes yeah. so I'm not much into Western music okay uh, and in Indian music I'm more into the 50s and the 60s uh, music from that era yeah so my favorite singer was a singer who was like very famous in india back then his name is yeah. Mohammad Rafi.
0: okay and he's
1: been he's he's no longer with us but he was like for in my in my mind the most complete singer okay Coming to Western Singers, I like Queen. Obviously, oh, yes. I love Freddie yeah. Mercury yeah. and Bruce Springsteen.
0: Do you listen to music much at home? Or all, the is, really? yeah, oh, all the time. Really? Yeah, all the time. And
1: I'm, an, again, quite old-fashioned that way. I prefer listening to my music on an iPod.
0: Right. Uh, I okay. do
1: not have it on my phone because yeah. I don't like to be interrupted when I have my music on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's... Yeah I, yeah, I listen to music all the time. Okay. I, in fact, I used to yeah. host a music show on a an internet radio station. Right. Very briefly.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where was that? Here? This was from
1: here, but it's an yeah. internet radio station. It's called Hits of Bollywood. Okay. And so they Hits got of in Bollywood. Hits of Bollywood. And they got in touch with me because um, of my knowledge of old Hindi film music. Right. And they said, would you mind hosting a weekly program for us? Yes. So I did that for about a couple of years, where we would like, yeah. do short biographies of various artists. Yes. Music composers, singers. Like, right. From Bollywood, basically. <laughs> and I really loved it.
0: Yeah. Um, do you have a preferred drink?
1: Um, yeah, um, I like coffees and I like water, but I also do like the occasional wine. I like rosé.
0: Okay. And I like Mm. the red. And do you have a life motto?
1: My life motto is just live in the moment because one doesn't really know, you know, like there's this whole thing they say, right? That yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is a dream. Yes. And it's, whatever we make of the tomorrow is basically what we're doing today yes so i believe that we always have that choice to make the most out of what we have today yeah and in this moment
0: do you have a favorite hong kong walk do you do much walking i
1: do i we've done a lot of walks especially in the last few years one of my favorites would have to be the lantau peak
0: yeah,
1: that yeah. is such yeah. a beautiful walk.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, I Amazing. mean, it's
1: incredible. The views that you get, it's yeah. beautiful. Whenever I post photos of my the walks that I've yeah. done and stuff, and people go, are you still in Hong Kong? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. reminds me of a really hilarious story. <laughs> so I had a cousin visiting me from New Zealand. Yeah. And uh, I was, we, we took the bus drive from yeah. Tung Chung to go up to Tai O. Right. And you know, in between yeah. after Shui Hao, it just gets yeah. beautiful right yes. my cousin leans over and says are yes. we still in Hong Kong I don't have my passport <laughs> <laughs>
0: do you have a favourite Hong Kong restaurant
1: I like them all actually um, yes. again uh, Gary the thing is we are vegetarians and so yes. a lot of times our food Options choices are, are a bit are restricted tough. Yeah. Uh, having said that it's actually not true we can still get a lot of good food yeah. there's one restaurant that I really like and enjoy it's a um, Sichuan style dry pot restaurant in Chimsha Choi. Okay. I can't remember the name though.
0: Yes. But okay. it's really no. good. Yes.
1: And there is this other Chinese vegetarian restaurant in Shamshoi Po. Right. Brilliant. Yes. It's yes. a little family thing, run thing. Mm. It's very inexpensive. I mean, you could probably have a meal there for about sixty dollars
0: yeah like it's, amazing, isn't it? meat, it's brilliant and good quality good food quality, isn't it good quality, quality vegetables yeah. and yeah i mean that's one thing that i think uh, again is underestimated in hong kong it that is the everyday food is top quality you totally. know totally i think hong kong is brilliant and, that way yeah, and also what happens in the
1: in in this particular sham shui poor restaurant is they don't do much of the fake meat so yes. it's just real vegetarian, yeah, like vegetarian, vegetarian food, food. Like vegetables yeah. and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. It's quite good actually.
0: Faced with a python whilst walking up to the peak, <laughs> and there's a snake's there's a python there. <laughs> faced with one of them whilst walking up to the peak, what would you do? <laughs>
1: uh, my instinct would be run screaming for help <laughs> and hope <laughs> the William Sergeant, is something close by. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, yeah. jokes aside, yeah. um,
1: Pythons are non venomous. Yes. Right? Yes. It's uh, true. And I think they would probably be frightened off by me and my size because Abs- I'm not tiny. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, yeah.
1: But what I would probably do is just kind of move to a side and be yes. very respectful and let them, yes. you know, go, go their, their way, way without yeah.
0: bothering them. And yeah. I think
1: that would probably help with a, with a snake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, in fact, once came across a python on a yes. walk in Tung Chung.
0: Right. But it yeah. was
1: off to the side and it probably yeah. just had a meal because it was just lying yeah. there, like soaking in the sun. Yeah. Uh, basking in the sun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah but, but yeah, that's probably what I would do. I'm, yeah, I'm I think that's
0: the most sensible thing to do, to be honest with you. I mean, that we should respect their habitat and their life, you know.
1: We've encroached on their space. To yeah, be honest, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. They um, were here first. Yeah. We
0: weren't. Uh, what was the best advice you were ever given?
1: Uh, my mom my mom yeah she said, she's basically she said to me that never ever give up your freedom never ever yes. give up your freedom of choice yeah and she said you are you know you are the person who can take the best decisions in your life yes and she said never ever give that to somebody else I tend to be a person who goes with my instinct. I'm yes. not really somebody who really thinks through. I mean, even yes. buying the house, for example, when yeah, yeah. we were
0: amazing. Yeah. Really. It
1: was just for me walking into that house and, and the, the, yes. the, the vibe. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. I had a positive energy. Yeah. 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 So for those that don't know, um, Asha bought our last property uh, that we lived and loved for 12 years. I know. In Tai Tai Tong.
1: It's just, it's just yeah. very welcoming, right? And then at the yeah. top, there was a big guitar. Yes. And, and I must tell you that my brother's really disappointed that you've taken the guitar <laughs> away. <laughs> 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 it's, the the, it's the books and the music. Yeah, <laughs> it know? is. Yeah, There's something what, about that, isn't yeah, there? Something totally, comforting, yeah, I think.
0: Yeah. Finish this sentence. Uh, I live in Hong Kong because
1: is the best place to be (laughs) (laughs) good answer yeah i think so Uh, as a woman i have never felt safer in any other part of the world yeah right yes Yes. and i think that's the thing and also it just fits my value system yes you know freedom and the independence that i value so much yes i get it here i was um dog sitting for a friend yeah. who had been um, who had her compulsory quarantine or whatever and this dog wakes me up at two thirty in the morning
0: yes yeah and
1: she begs me to take her for a walk right. in Tai Tai Tong and I actually walked her around <laughs> yeah. Muiwo and it was not a soul no but not for a mo- moment did I feel unsafe yeah right yeah. And I can't imagine doing that in any other part of the world no. I have a daughter who is, as you know, differently able. Yes. Uh, and but that doesn't stop her from wanting to be more independent and you know. Yeah. So she uh, she wants to go to school by herself. She goes to school in yeah. Tung Chung. Yeah. And she we've kind of put we put her on the bus and she yes. takes the bus to Tung Chung by herself.
0: Wow. That's Lovely good. Yeah. older
1: yeah. lady on the bus. Yes who's kind of decided that she's going to chaperone her.
0: Oh. We don't
1: know her, She and we don't yeah. speak Chinese, and she no. doesn't speak any English. She
0: looks out for her.
1: She looks out for her, so she basically <laughs> keeps a place for her next to her on the bus, oh. and when she gets on the bus, she waves out. That's lovely. And, yeah, makes sure that she tells me she's fine, don't worry. Yeah. And then she makes sure she gets off at the right stop, Wow. You know, and it's just so beautiful. Yeah,
0: it is. So beautiful. It yeah. gives you faith in humanity and Completely. how we can treat each other. Yes. Well, and how most people are. Most yeah, most people, 90% of people in any country would be like that. Protective yeah. to a small child, protective to any sort of situation, yeah, exactly. helpful if somebody fell over or whatever. It's uh
1: and I also like what Hong Kong is that there's a beautiful respect for tradition yes. and even today with yes. everything else going on. And yeah. I just love that. Yeah. I love yeah. that mixture of tradition and modernity. Yeah. It's just beautiful.
0: Tomorrow is the double ninth, I think, Yes, isn't it? tomorrow so it is, yeah. Yeah, you know, we have those twice a year, the yeah. grave sweepings. And um, yeah, I love it for its traditions as well. I know, me well. too. I like it's, that as well. Yeah. Do you have a favorite area of Hong Kong?
1: It would have to be Mu Wo. It would have to be Tai Tai Tong and the neighbouring villages. Yeah, yeah. Because we've actually lived in a lot of different parts of Hong Kong. We yes. moved to Hong Kong 16 years back in 2006. Okay. And so we've lived in Causeway Bay, Fortress Hill, Tin Hau. Okay, um, right. A little village outside of Sai Kong, Tong Chung and now Mu Wo. Wow,
0: you've ha- you have?
1: We've actually been around.
0: Yeah, you have. You've been along Hong Kong Island. They yeah. hopped over the other side. and down to Tung Chung.
1: Yeah, Tung Chung was good as well. And I love Mu Yes. Mu is probably yeah. less convenient compared to Tung Chung, but I still love it. I love yes. life here. I just love waking up in the morning to the birds yeah. and, you know, the me cows. Me too, and yeah. And those tweets yeah. are so much better than the tweets that come up on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: exactly. They're not nice. Yeah, those, exactly. These tweets lasting. make sense, don't they? These tweets are relaxing. I must I must yeah. share with all of you. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> back when I was much younger <laughs> uh, my dream was I always always say that I would love to live in a village house and this was before yes. we came to Hong Kong right so I would love to live in a village house where I've got nature and everything but I must yeah. have a strong Wi-Fi I yes. must have a good oh, gosh. you know I must yes. have a good tea, um, entertainment I need to have books I need to have a good hospital so that if anything happens yes and yeah. then I must be close enough to an airport so I can yeah. fly around Wow and look at that. I'm actually living my dream now.
0: Yeah, you've right? ticked all of those boxes. Yeah, totally, all it, of them. That's the beauty of this, isn't it? Where were you born mm-hmm. and, and where did you live your early life?
1: So I was born in in Hyderabad, which is a city in southern yeah. India. Okay. And my dad used to work for... Back then, we, we, even now actually, they have a lot of what are called public sector companies in India. They're companies yeah. that are set up by the government. They're still kind yes. of run by the government. And this was a company that was into... Um, making uh, fighter planes oh, for the right. Indian Air Force oh, okay. or other defence equipment. <laughs> yeah. So my dad used to work for that company and we had a big gated community. Right. So I had a really idyllic childhood yeah. right? and it was great fun. We, we, we were in this big community and it, it was kind of like living in Tai Tai Tong. Yeah, uh, it's a big family, so big extended family, family yeah. really. Huge extended family. Yeah. And even now I'm we we in touch with a lot of the, the people that I grew up with. And it's just a great yeah. extended family even today. And so childhood was literally, I would say, magical. It was idyllic. Yeah. a childhood that in retrospect I wish every child could get that kind of a childhood. Yes. Yes. Um yeah, it was great fun, completely, you know, free. And then I so I lived there for the first twenty one years of my life. Nice. Okay. In, in Hyderabad. Nice Studied stability. There. Yeah, yeah, nice stability. Studied yes. there. Then got married. Yes. And my husband uh, used to work for a bank in India. So right. he had a transferable job and we used to move around every three years. And that ah, kind of suited me because I yes. do have a gypsy bone in yeah. me and I, lo- <laughs> I love the wanderlust. Yes. So we kind of wander, moved around India quite a bit. right? Uh, and we lived in different parts of India. So we lived in central yeah. India, western Kay. India, came back to southern India. And then I started working with Tesco. Right. Um, okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's yeah. random. <laughs> <laughs> so Tesco was opening what's called as a back office operation in India, a right. shared services center in India. Okay. And uh, they had plans to go up to about eight thousand people in India. Right. I was the seventh employee. I was called James Bond because my employee code was zero zero seven. That's
0: brilliant! Oh, I love it. How cool is that? <laughs> oh, that was really cool.
1: And so only the 7th? I was the seventh yeah. employee, and then I was there till I was there in the India office till we went to four thousand five hundred people in two years. So I was in charge of the, the learning and yeah. development and the talent development okay. and that entire power of HR. Yeah. Uh, so then I got a chance to go live in the UK for a year with Tesco and I right. loved it. Absolutely loved it. UK. Yeah. The UK had been like a, a dream destination for me which I think is you know given the colonial past and everything For yes. a lot of indians of my generation and before yes england really is oh you know we would love to go and see the queen we would love to go yeah. and see the, the Kohinoor and all of that stuff yes so, yeah um and so.
0: that's what we've got in common actually yeah we've got a few things in common now the f- the flat, obviously but i work for tesco's as well <laughs> as a You're teenager kidding yeah, me. yeah exactly <laughs> Seriously? yeah just st- stacking shells as a teenager oh, wonderful. From yeah, Saturday job.
1: And I must thank Tesco because they gave me so many f- wonderful opportunities. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful opportunity. They were a, they were a really good employer. I must. Yes. Say. Yes. Worked with them for close to ten years. Wow. Then I moved okay. to Hong Kong and I continued working with Tesco in Hong Kong.
0: Oh, is that right? Is that yes. how it happened?
1: We had a. Uh, I mean, not oh. we. They. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I still say we. With they it. have yes. the, um, the the global sourcing uh, yeah. businesses headquartered in Hong Kong. Right. And so, yeah, I worked from Hong Kong and a lot of my travel bug continued to get satisfied thanks to Tesco because I used to, I was in charge of, again, here, the entire leadership development, talent development part for the global sourcing business. Okay, And that took me to places as far away as Egypt and Turkey and the Indian subcontinent.
0: What a great opportunity to be able to do that. And hats off to Tesco for actually developing you from yeah really the infancy of their company in yeah. india yeah. to to the uk and to yeah. all all around the globe yeah and, so. and
1: actually they do have a very strong um focus on learning and development yeah it's one of the few organizations i've seen where they actually put their money where their mouth is. yeah so yeah. that was a great opportunity for people who work there and obviously for me because i was yes. learning and growing as a result of that yeah but in in 2014 i kind of felt that I'd hit the glass ceiling. Yeah. And I mean you in know, Hong don't Kong. You? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, if, I, if I wanted to move on, I would have had to Yeah. Choose to move to the UK or whatever and for various right. personal reasons did not want to do that. Yeah. So I decided to leave and started my own organisation. And so Brave. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gutsy. That was twenty fourteen. That is in twenty fourteen. okay so I began a little um, like a boutique, L and D talent development kind of business. Right. Playing to my strengths, yes, and I call it chrysalis consulting. All so right. chrysalis is the whole, you know, process Chrys- of change, yes, yes, um,
0: rebirth, reborn, rebirth, reborn, exactly. Yeah. The process
1: of change and moving towards becoming a butterfly. Yeah, that's what I've been doing in the last. Eight years now, but early this year, then I actually bought another business called Active Communication. Right. And so now Chrysalis has kind of moved from being a Chrysalis to being a proper butterfly because the the logo for Active is a butterfly.
0: Yes. How is it? Yes. So yeah, I bought
1: Active Communication, and I'm running Active Communication. We focus on strategic initiatives from from a leadership point of view. Yes. Uh, We also focus on like just leadership development at different levels. Yes. We have a, a group of alliance partners who work with us in Hong Kong, Singapore, right, China. And yep. now I'm looking to develop the Alliance partnerships in India because we do have clients yes. in India.
0: You're very gutsy and driven. It
1: just felt like the right Brilliant. thing to do again, the right time in the right place, as yes. we were talking about earlier. Yeah. It just felt like it was the right time to expand. Because yes. Chrysalis was just me, you know. Yes. And I was thinking of so what is it that I would like to leave behind? Yes an active yeah. communication is bigger yes and it's an older business so it's been around right. in Hong Kong for 20 years. okay so the lady who was running it decided she wanted to go back and go on a sabbatical she hates the sabbatical word but she was going back to Australia yes. and um, so I, we just decided I bought yeah, it from her on. yes yeah and Brilliant. we're continuing that so
0: right and does that have any staff attached to it is that yes. just another person yeah we have, okay. I
1: have another person working with me yeah. full-time yes. and then like I said we do have a lot of the, uh, the alliances yes. that we can reach out and get yeah. in touch with so we have uh, alliances who are specialists in their field right like for example I have a, we have a person who's a psychologist
0: okay. and who, who's
1: got his yeah. own you know counseling practice and who also does a lot of work with us when it comes to say working with children, right? school, when we have to run programmes at schools, okay. things like that.
0: Okay, so that's your, is that your main market? Is it is it education or, or is it across no, it's the board? More, it's is, across it, the is it board. recruitment? Sort of no, like? I don't do recruitment. No.
1: So ours is mainly after the recruitment happens Yes. and then we work with developing talent. Developing so we work talent, with yeah. people, like for example, I'm working with a bank. And the bank uh, essentially hires people, fresh talent from universities. And they go, right, we would like to develop their capabilities in communication and presentation, you know, that kind of a thing. And so we put together a program and we do that. Okay. I was working with a well-known jewelry company.
0: Okay. And they
1: had these mid-level managers who had to be promoted to senior-level roles. Right. And so they said, we've identified these 15 people and we would like to put them on a sustained development Yes. Yes. And so then we designed an entire program for them wow, where it was like a nine month long program. Right. And it was um, I don't know if you heard of this, but then, you know, in adult education, especially we use what is called yeah. as the 70 10 model. 10 yes. percent of the learning yes. happens from attending courses. Right. Right. Yeah. 20% of the learning it deepens by having social interactions. Yes. So you yes. learn from your peers. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then 70% of the learning comes yeah. from actually doing it. And so uh, this has kind of turned the whole learning industry upside down in the last few years because yeah. obviously. A lot of the time the learning the biggest investment would happen in bringing somebody to run a workshop yes but actually that doesn't give you much value for your investment
0: right? yeah it's kind of one-off type of yeah, yeah so uh, the
1: nine-month program that we designed and I've done that for a few different organizations was about integrating the 70 2010 model okay and looking at bringing yeah. in peer-to-peer coaching yeah. mentoring. yes for the 20% And also bringing in projects, bringing in actual job related stuff that they can actually go back and practice their skills on.
0: To set that up is is a big leap of faith and a big bunch of money to to get going um, and then to carry that on for eight years and now it sounds like you've got some... Reasonably chunky clients out there. Touch wood, um, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and I yeah. think
1: the big thing there, Gary, to be honest, is the thing is, it's about the word of mouth yes because in this industry very much yeah. the product is the trainer yes right? yes so I'm the product yes yes uh, and so obviously a lot of times it comes back to people yeah having that first taking that leap of faith to say oh I don't know you but then yeah. I'm going to like trust you I, and then yeah. oh you've delivered it so I'm coming back to you yes so that's the important thing and so a lot of times yeah. it's that return customers that bring us the money yes and, to be honest I, I'm not very good yeah at
0: cold calling or picking up the phone and, uh, so I've been lucky yeah. that
1: way that I get a lot of people coming back referrals, to go, and, yeah, and referrals. Yeah, yeah which is Uh, that's been good for me as well Yeah. Yeah. so yeah it's it's been good it's been um, busy yes Yeah. but we're now going to get into the typically lean phase of our season because you know the Christmas and Chinese New Year time is typically lean Uh, and so I'm actually thinking of doing something like maybe like doing a podcast and I'm really keen to know how I should go at setting up a new podcast
0: of course because that's how we got talking about doing this podcast today wasn't it really you you were saying I know you do podcasts yeah well I'll tell you how I Kind of set up then a couple of years ago, running this shop. I felt that I wanted this shop to be popularised more on in the new territories and in Hong Kong side. I felt that everybody knew us on Lantau, Mm. and that that you know when I bought this place. It had been going for 16 years, so everybody knew there was a bookshop in mm. in uh, Moiwo, mm. but they didn't know that it was now a music shop as well, and right. that we had, you know, we would have live bands here, we would give talks and things. So I thought, yeah, I need a platform to do that. Right. And yet, uh, two years ago, as today, it's all about podcast type of thing. So, <laughs> so I thought, okay, I've been to film school. I can sound edit. I can video edit. I know about structure. Uh, so the first thing it seemed to me is, how do I make an interesting podcast sure. with the right structure, but then also let me to sort of feed out some information about the shop. Because right. again, I I I've, I don't think people would go searching for podcasts on bookshops. Because, yeah. Yeah. because they it, you know they generally want a certain genre. They don't necessarily want a whole thing right. thrust at them. So so yeah, that was the kind of motivations for doing it. Right. And then I thought, well, I kind I of need to sort of structure it so i thought about that for sort of long and hard and i thought well i've got a good message to give out and that's what are we doing here this week mm. what are we going to do here next week uh who's coming here to perform who's coming here to talk yeah. um have we got any special books or music on off- mm. or offer mm. so that was easy that's an easy way of opening the podcast and yeah. then i thought you know i working here for four and a half years i've got to know all the other retailers yeah we wander around the streets we're probably each other's biggest uh, supporters, yes, if you like, because yes. I'm buying food from Southside or Pushbur or yeah. you know, a, a Cafe party, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm getting drink from Seoul. Mm. So we all knew each other, and, and, and it seemed to me everybody had the same thing that they weren't very good at publicizing themselves. Yeah, so I thought, why don't I just interview them?
1: That's such a great idea, and then yeah. I
0: can get it out there. And it actually, when I started interviewing people, I got a lot of thanks from people saying. Great. I always wondered what uh, where Pushpa came from that runs the the you know, Deerhorn. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't know the backstory, and um, and then people would say to me, "Oh, what, could you interview uh, you know Tom at Paradiso? I wouldn't mind yeah, knowing a bit yeah. more about him." <laughs> so people are intrigued, and you know, it's very small town, small villagey type no, stuff. No. So I knew I had to scale it up a little bit as well, and so I have got friends that you know that are sort of directors, as actors, or different people in the media who I interview here as Mm, well mm. for sort of to mix it up a bit but yeah so I just started bringing people here Mm. interviewing for an hour and Mm. then editing down to about half an hour and then just talking about how people get in touch with us and and all the rest of it so that's the whole structure sort of there and it it sort of ebbs and it flows I think the important thing is to not say I'm going to do a 30-minute podcast I'm going to do a 20-minute podcast or or an hour long podcast because then you end up trying to fill up that time got it or you, you you see that time as a barrier uh, it, uh, right yeah. i've done my 15 minutes right i'm gonna have to stop talking to you now i'm sorry <laughs> yeah goodbye yeah but so i didn't want that because i think when you interview people it's a very ebb and flow and it's you know people relax and people talk about things and you suddenly pick up on certain things so all of our podcasts are varying from maybe 25 minutes to to an hour
1: right got
0: it uh, and i'm not programming for anybody's you know schedule other right, than my yeah, own yeah so we do that we put it out there the the next biggest important thing that i learned was um a platform to put it on right so i always put it out on youtube and mm-hmm. youtube has been great for me and youtube has built me up with subscribers and i can send that link all over i can put it on instagram i can put it on facebook i can put it on linkedin sure, Yeah. so i can get the coverage that way but I wanted to, uh, for me, a holy grail I, I, I was to get it on Spotify and iTunes mm-hmm. and the big boys, yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah. so, you want to be global and you want to say to your mates in the U.K. or U.S. or yeah. Australia, yeah, you can, you can get it as well, you know, um, on, on a platform that you, because you, yeah. you, everybody gets used to their own podcasting exactly, platform. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a great bit of advice a very good friend gave me was use Podbean. Podbeam.com. The good thing about them is they are a platform that knows how to connect to all the other platforms. Right, okay. Because if you, I tried for ages to go direct onto Spotify, and there's all sorts of barriers about publishing on there, and of course, they don't want every. Body just putting their rubbish on there because sure. it's going to clutter up their. They, try, they, will, and all they rest
1: prefer of it. to have Meghan Markle. They don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Exactly. Rather than Gary million, Brightman. Millions oh. to, to Meghan Markle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they just publish it onto all the other platforms right. for okay, me. Right. Okay. Okay. So I do the YouTube thing, but I'm on everywhere, so okay. I can say to everybody. I, I came up with a good name so I call it vibrations
1: I love that by the way yeah so yeah. it's vibe
0: the shop vibrations yeah, yeah. As, in, as in communications yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah and then it's a question of how often you want to do it I started doing it uh, weekly mm-hmm. but clearly I was really struggling to get anything edited and done on a weekly so right. I slipped to bi-weekly and then as time and projects came in I sort of slipped it again to so sort of monthly so that would be my advice on podcast yeah i, suppose. I also um, want
1: to kind of look at what the hook needs to be because yes. obviously again like you said you know something you said really struck me was what would people want to listen to about i mean yeah why tons why? and why should yeah. why should you listen to me right
0: yeah i i looked around locally for and, and it was clear to me that people want to know about other people's lives mm. and other mm. people's journeys mm. and always a question as an expat in a city is why did you come here? You know, what are you doing here and uh, how, did you, how are you getting on and how are you surviving? And, you know, not where are you going on holiday anymore?
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you back. have COVID? You know, all back. those sort of things.
0: Back. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, that's the commonality of, you know, yeah, we, that's are, we are visitors in this city you know, yeah. I
1: mean, and I remember yeah. when this whole COVID thing happened, and the great exodus was happening. Yeah. I had people coming up and saying, so when are you leaving? And I was like, I'm yeah. not leaving.
0: Yes. And they yeah. go,
1: oh, but everybody else is going. I was like, I <laughs> yeah. can't answer for everybody else. No, exactly. This is home Personal. for me. And
0: me. Uh, and me, yeah. You know, so obviously
1: yeah. I'm not going to leave my home. Yes. Because I don't have another home to go to. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but that's, I hear you. So I like that yeah. whole thing around looking at, personally what would help what would uh, so yeah. one of the one of the one of the models that we work with a lot is a model that was developed by there's a leadership guru in the world called ken blanchard who's right. famous for his book the one minute manager
0: oh yes i know yeah and
1: and ken blanchard talks about uh, lead how he, he talks about how leadership i mean power yes. comes from five points right so there's position which is obviously you know oh I'm a CEO yeah. i'm the I'm the, I'm the I'm a lawyer you know you get yes. you get the power that comes to the this, position yes the then status. there is so. there's task based on what task you do yeah uh, so for example like you said I do uh, audio editing or video editing yes. but the task gives you certain power because yeah. you know yeah. uh, that has that gives you certain knowledge so there's knowledge power yes. right Go, or there yeah, is yeah. relationship power who do I yeah. know right S- who yes. am I related yes. to but then yeah. the final, the most important power point is personal power. Right. What's the power yeah. that I have as a person that, that right. makes me yeah. powerful or influential? I yeah. Know, which remains with me when everything else is gone. And so I'm just thinking maybe that could be something that I could work on.
0: I think it's all, you know, about the audience as well. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who are you trying to say what?
1: too
0: mm. uh, i and, and how old is your audience you know mm. uh, are you yeah you know, i'm just working on a thing at the moment for kids you know i've just mm. done a kids book uh audio book and now we're going to do a little sort of thing and you you it, it makes you focus on age groups yes yeah because you, you you can quite easily be an old person sounding out of your depth to a young person or you or similarly you know you're, you're you're not quite in phase with what everybody's saying True. so you're you're not fitting you're the market's wrong yeah so yeah my um, demography
1: is very important it's demographic
0: it? yeah. Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, is 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 you're right. thing to think about you give me a about. lot
1: to think about thank you
0: you're very entrepreneurial and you're very <laughs> driven and i'm uh, very impressed by
1: the, oh, you know how you.
0: how you've got to where you are, and, and, uh, thank and, you. and you have the same values as I do. And you, you know you've got uh, Diwali coming up, oh, yeah, uh, and yeah. that. So are, are you doing anything for? We for do.
1: Those? I mean, Diwali obviously is big for us, but yes. October is a big month by yes. and for festivities in India. Yes. And the moment as we speak, we're actually going yeah. to Dashera, which right. is a ten-day ten festival. Right. And interestingly enough, this is the festival where it's it celebrates woman power. Okay. Oh, yeah, good. it's the feminine yeah. uh, power that's celebrated. So right. we, ha- we we have a, a, a ten day, like a nine day celebration on the tenth day is like a culmination of the nine days, mm. and it's three days each uh, for the the goddess of learning, the goddess of wealth, okay. and the goddess right. of uh, shakti or power, Durga. Okay. And so that's that's what's going on right now. Ah. Uh, and then end of October is when we have Diwali, which yes. is a festival of lights. Again, yes. it's 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 a beautiful time, and I love it, and I miss that of India. Yeah, yeah. But thankfully, because yeah. now we are in the village house. Yes. We are planning to light up the whole house and ah, use the outside yeah. terrace to put up some oil lamps and stuff. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. So Asha, thank you very much for coming to <laughs> today pleasure. to talk to us.
1: My pleasure. Thank okay. you for having me, Gary.
0: You can listen to all our Vibrations podcasts published on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon and a whole host of others. Or you can watch on our YouTube channel under Live at VibHK, or follow the links for my website at VIBEHK.com. Hopefully, our next podcast will feature an interview with Vibe's own, Asya Sibel, who is currently painting a one-car wire-influenced mural on our shop shutters. The opening and closing music comes from Celestial and is called Green Island Dub and is on the retrospect vinyl album. On sale at Vibe! Finally, a reminder that Vibe is open seven days a week, every day of the year, from 12 noon until 6.30 p.m. Well, that's it for another week. Thanks for listening to the 42nd Vibe Book and Music Shop podcast called Vibrations. I'm Gary Brightman. You get my vibe? Can you imagine what this old island must have looked like to those Dutch sailors when they first saw it? Fresh green. Like a dream of a new world.
1: They must have held their breath, afraid it would disappear before they could disappear. touch it.